Kimba 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 Radio broadcast episode 16, Iraq you like a hurricane. As of this recording, Tropical Storm, Isa Isis, is eyeballing South Florida. So I thought it might be a good time to talk about radio during hurricane season. This, for obvious reasons, is unique to coastal areas, and I can only speak to what we do here and have done in the past in South Florida, and I will probably knock on wood very often when I say this, but we've been lucky to not really have as many storms make landfall in South Florida as you may think. The first storm to make landfall since I've been alive was Hurricane Andrew, and that was in 1992. Prior to that was Betsy in 65. So that was a pretty good run. In 92, I was working at Zeta and it was August 22nd. I went to Lollapalooza at Bicentennial Park in Miami. And I remember Eddie Vedder climbing up the scaffolding on the stage and saying something about, oh, we're not gonna let a little hurricane stop us. Before we had left for the show, we knew the storm was out there. And it was indeed little, very compact little sucker, but very well formed. However, it was way out there. So I didn't think anything uh, about his comment other than the fact that he made the comment to acknowledge that there was a, a storm out there. <laughs> little did I know. He had more information than I did at that time. We spent the entire day there. It was a good show. We're going home, maybe 11 at night, driving north on Biscayne Boulevard. And we noticed that all of the gas stations are jam-packed. Lines of people lined up outside of the gas stations. And we're thinking, did some kind of gas crisis happened while we were gone? <laughs> what, what is going on? And it was a, a gas crisis of sorts in that Hurricane Andrew decided to just step on the gas. Landfall's pretty imminent. I mean, it totally sped up. So now we're going into a hurricane warning, which is when the storm's landfall is 36 hours out. It can still change. It can still jog at the last second, but that's when we go into warning. So I had to get into the station as I was part of the hurricane team. And I will have a guest to help me describe what that entails in just a little bit. So yeah, Lollapalooza was August 22nd, August 23rd. Andrew was up to a category five. It was originally tracked to make landfall in Jupiter, Florida, which is about an hour or so north of Fort Lauderdale. And it ended up making landfall just north of Homestead, which is about an hour south of Fort Lauderdale. For most of us in the building, it was our first hurricane. What I recall during that night was sideways rain. I had never really seen that before. The wind was blowing so hard, the rain was just going sideways, was not coming down. I saw a parking lot light pole fall. There was a small powder room, a toilet and sink just outside of the Zeta Studios in the front of the building. And it had a metal ladder that went up to this hatch to get up to the roof. And that most, it was always padlocked. Well, <laughs> during that night, because uh, again, the storm hit in the overnight hours, it is the wind is just making that hatch slamming up and down like it just wants to rip it clean off. So there's all that noise going on. And the power's out. So what I learned is that things that you do on a daily basis <laughs> suddenly become more tricky when you can't see anything. I'll just put it that way. I did put a little snippet up of the video that my program director, Pete, 
took that's in episode 15 i'll throw it on man it's really kind of crude and short but you'll see the ap wires working and all of my i think i moved in because i didn't know how long i'd be there or what i'd need so i brought a lot of stuff so the aftermath of andrew still resonates today homestead south miami was just devastated further north the main visual difference was the landscape and there's a, a more current example of that but before you couldn't see what's now hard rock stadium but you couldn't see the stadium from highways there were just so many mature trees that that kind of stuff you just couldn't see and then all of a sudden you could you could see for miles there was no trees blocking your view and then navigating in the days after to see the trees that were blown over and just took out sidewalks and the root systems were sometimes taller than the house it was just incredulous my aunt who lives in texas who had they had their share of their own hurricanes but she used to live here and she was visiting and she was saying i don't remember being able to see that from here and i told that's that was andrew and it will take a long time if ever for that to come back, what I said is a more current example is after Irma hit in 2017, the Keys, I forget how long after the storm, I was going down to Key West and it was stuff that you could never see before. These storms take out so many trees and just levels everything. In, in the Andrew days, I lived further west, or as I like to call it, East Naples. And my power had never even went out for Andrew. But you could definitely see which way the wind had been blowing. I had good friends who lived in South Miami at the time, and their house was completely destroyed. Their street was unrecognizable. My dad, who lived near the station, went without power for two weeks. Uh, for so many years prior, storms, I, I know David comes to mind, but they were close, but they were never direct hits that I think a lot of people, you know, we just became complacent. It would always turn at the last second. Andrew was a turning point for that. And we didn't have any threats again until 2004. I <laughs> made up a lost time. And I'll have my guest help me talk about those times. One storm, Rita, we dodged, but it ended up hitting Texas. And that's where my uncle lived. And this is a call with him. Hurricane Rita, the third most intense storm on record. Hey, yeah, that's pretty big, isn't it? <laughs> it certainly is. We'll give it all we got. We're prepared. <laughs> Spoken like a true Texan. That's right. I already went to the liquor store and got two thirty packs. <laughs> well, I knew that was taken care of. The garage is probably like floor to ceiling. Do you even have shutters and stuff for the wind or no? No. 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 Yeah. Yeah, nobody has that stuff around here. Tell me what happened. It was pretty bad. Nothing happened to my house. Trees down everywhere. Just a mess. It was scary. It really was. Because then the power went out too, right? It was pitch black. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah we haven't had power since uh, about 2 o'clock Saturday morning. The last two days, it's been 100 degrees. Oh, yeah. no. It got us worse than I thought. Everybody's fine. <laughs> Believe it or not, 30 years ago, he was not in possession of that accent. And then in 2008, Houston got Hurricane Ike. So I called him again. Hello. Hello, Uncle Johnny. Hey, what's going on? I was calling to give our audience a little insight as to what happened to you. You still don't have power. No power whatsoever. Uh, first wave started at probably 1 o'clock in the morning. Then about 8 o'clock in the morning, we had uh, the eye come through. That lasts maybe an hour, and then here it come again. May have been worse than the front side. The back side's always worse. Oh, God. So it's Wednesday, and you've been out without power since Saturday? Since Friday night. I, I don't know if I'd last. You might have to put me in a padded... Wait, I am in a padded room. Hold on. <laughs> Is there anything we can send you? You can send us some electricity. That'd be good. <laughs> I thought you were going to say beer. We got plenty of beer. <laughs> My buddy owns a liquor store. 
And he opens up every day with no power and takes cash money. We can get all the beer we want. Well, I'm glad to see you've got the essentials taken care of. Yeah, yeah we right. got that taken care of. <laughs> yes, I'm sensing a theme. <laughs> We've got our priorities down, don't we? Probably a good thing they didn't supply the station with that kind of accoutrement. <laughs> Going back to 2004, which was a banging season in and of itself i'm at light fm and we're paired up for our hurricane coverage so i need to bring on my very special guest for today because he and i rode through a lot of these storms together ed edwards kimba or as i call you my hurricane husband well that's true and speaking of hurricanes (laughs) here i got a question for you how do you say the, the the new storm's name isa isis Isaias, yes. I know. You look at it, and it looks like it says Isaiah. Boy. <laughs> exactly. So Ed and I worked at uh, Light FM for many, many years. How? When did you start, and when did you leave? Um, I started in 91 and left in 2015. And I was there 2003 to 2010, and then 2013 to 2019. It was really only a year and a half into my working there that the 2004 hurricane season, which was a doozy. Oh, yes, it was. Actually, 2005 was a little bit worse in that there were more storms. But 2004 was the one where, well, we first got called in for Hurricane Francis. And we were there for days. Right. And if I haven't explained it properly up until now, hurricane teams were the ones who say, yeah, we'll come in. I don't know what we're right. thinking. To take care of all the stuff at home before we get in there. And I know it, I used to be dead tired because I had to put up 23 hurricane panels. I had you had the accordion. accordion. I yeah. had the panel. <laughs> and and now I have impact windows. You live and learn. And once you got to the radio station, so there's usually it was people who didn't have small children or had someone at home who could take care of any pets. Right. You know, most people who had obligations at home would not be part of the hurricane team. It was on a volunteer basis because you had to have people at the station. You had to have somebody who was in continuity traffic because there were commercials that would be pulled that wouldn't be airing anymore because the advertiser wouldn't want to run during a potential catastrophe. And then there was the insurance companies and FPL and the Home Depots that would load up. Right, you know, right. And they would be before, during, and after commercials. So you had to have someone there who knew how to do all of that and get it into the system. And then you had to have somebody, usually one person in production, to make all that happen, to get it on the air. And then you definitely had a bunch of us DJs who would work in shifts. Six-hour shifts, right? He changed it. He, being Rob Sidney, our program director, would be four hours on and eight hours off. So we do 10 to 2 a.m. and 10 to 2 p.m. We started out with six-hour shifts, and then we went to that that uh, smaller uh, on-air schedule because we were all, he was seeing that we were fatigued. Yeah. And, <laughs> and especially when you couldn't sleep because my hurricane wife was a, a, a very loud. <laughs> yeah, I found, I he's like, you snore. My mom's sleeping. I don't hear it. No, no. And I even tried rolling you over a couple of times. <laughs> no avail. Yeah. Oh, it's a proud moment. You were getting touched and you were sleeping. I was going to get cold cocked. Well, that, well. that didn't. And then I rolled you back over and you were fine. 
And the reason we were sleeping together, we should point that out too, not only because we were hurricane husband and wife, because you're at a, you're at a radio station. There are it's not like a hotel. While there were a lot of offices, a lot of them were not. If they weren't locked, they may not have had air conditioning because once once the power went off and the generators kicked in, they would only supply air and and those kind of essentials to like the studios. We wound up staying in the production room. Uh, which was Dave, Dave Corey, Corey. <laughs> the, the production director. One uh-huh. And you, young lady, yes. had a blow-up mattress. Uh, yeah. I slept on sleeping bag or slept in a sleeping bag. And we never could control the temperature for one reason or another. It was always freezing in there. Believe it or not, there was the rest of the building was like a sauna. And that mm. studio was ice cold. Cold. We started with Hurricane Francis. I have a few calls from different hurricanes, but that's the first one I'm going to play. And it's edited because I don't really think anyone needs to know the coordinates of Francis at this time. I mean, we, we give the latitude and longitude and the uh, mile, wind mile per hour and, and where, you know, which direction it was going and how right. fast it was going. So we kind of cut all that out. But I wanted you to get an idea of what we did in the wee hours of Saturday morning. Sharing the night together, me. Kimba yes, and we are. Hurricane Francis. You got to love it. Well, hurricane warning still in effect for us. That is unlikely to change. There are uh, several feeder bands brushing the Palm Beach, Broward, and Miami-Dade metro areas, it looks like. And we should see that for a pretty good part of tonight or this morning into the early part of well, it is Saturday. What am I thinking? I, you know, it's <laughs> one day goes into the next and you sort of forget where you are. And this will be a Saturday event and then maybe move off a little and bit. Later allegedly, on. the weather allegedly, yeah. will deteriorate today. Well, because well, on Thursday it was supposed to be yesterday and now so we'll see. Well, you know, things always take longer. Storm doesn't cooperate by slowing now, down. And we had earlier reported that there were several things closed tonight. Obviously, the Marlins didn't play. The Marlins Dolphins postponed. did play. The though. Dolphins, yes. Well, the good news for Dolphins... It was an exhibition game, but the Dolphins won. Oh, they did. Against the oh. New Orleans Saints 2019, but they were very shorthanded. Half of the starting lineup for the Dolphins didn't play because either they were injured, held out for other reasons, or didn't make the trip to New Orleans due to Hurricane Francis. There were some players who have pregnant wives who didn't want to leave. Some actually missed the flight because there was just a miscommunication as to whether they mm-hmm. were going to go because they were waiting for the decision. And the airport closures caused by Francis prevented some players from taking a later flight. So <laughs> half the starting lineup wasn't there and we still managed to eke one out. Canes and Gators, by the way, postponed to a later date. All right. And you mentioned some of the players' pregnant wives. This is usually a, an occurrence when we get a hurricane. And that is that if you are, I think it's over 30, 36 weeks, six weeks yeah. you have a the tendency. The low pressure could cause you to go into labor, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I do have my rubber gloves, just in case <laughs> anybody... Uh, I've had several uh, several experiences with that. But, uh, I was wondering why you had those. <laughs> <laughs> I always like to be prepared. <laughs> uh, Francis, it was you know headed right for us, as they all usually are, and then it ended up landing in Hutchinson Island. You fast forward, and it's Gene. That's the one that did that, like, loop-de-loop. The problem with that is, is we're all anxiously, like, which way is this thing going? And then it goes up, but then it turns around and comes back. And now this one's headed right for us. The thing about that was, Francis was September 4th. We were called back because we went into warning with Gene September 24th and 25th. Right. It was like one Weeks right later. after the other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
So we had to pack up and go back into the station. And I know Ed was thinking, oh, great, she's going to snore again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and you did snore, just to be perfectly clear. I don't think there was ever a time when you went to sleep that you didn't snore. Out of all the, the hurricanes that we did, getting there and getting started, getting on the air, even though we had worked and had to do things at home, you were okay. But by the end of it, we were like dragging down the hall just to go get coffee or go to the bathroom, throw water on our face. It, it really took a lot out of us. I always thought that one of the things that we did really well, better than our TV colleagues, was not get people too excited about stuff. We would make sure that they knew what they had to do. And it was a lot of information and it was ever changing. An example of that, and this is another break, this is Hurricane Jean. This is a call that shows how quickly with a storm things would change. It's me, Kimba, with Ed Edwards and details on Hurricane Jean. Still a hurricane warning in effect for all of South Florida. Flood watch in effect for South Florida until 6 and some strengthening still forecast. Gene likely to become a major hurricane later today. Moving quick, that may be good for us. Well, Leota, who won tickets yesterday, mm-hmm. front row Friday to Gloria Stefan and the trip to San Juan on, on the line. Leota. Listen, I was wondering, uh, the concert for Gloria was canceled? Postponed. Postponed. Gloria, Sorry. as you might remember from her concerts for Andrew and stuff, very familiar with the hurricane. Uh-huh. And she has postponed the shows actually for tonight and tomorrow night. Oh, good. Because <laughs> I was so excited yesterday winning. So where are you? I'm in Homestead. I probably won't get that much of the rain or anything, but a little rain and wind. Well, I think you did your share in 92. Yes, we did. <laughs> for sure. Well, okay. it was very nice talking to you, Leota. You too. You know, now is the time. You still have a couple of hours, maybe three hours to get things done. Do them and then hunker down as it continues to move west at 14 miles an hour, nearly three times as fast as Francis. As we've been mentioning, but if you're just getting up, which would be <laughs> me usually <laughs> at the crack of 11. Uh, you know, originally, the nastiness was supposed to start tonight. Now it's this afternoon. It has moved up significantly. And then that hit Hutchinson Island. So they got slammed twice in a row, just weeks apart. So that, that right. wasn't pleasant. Rita in 2005 originally headed for us and then instead went to went under and around us and hit Texas. But we had been under watches and warnings for a spell. And the funny part about this break is that it was talk like a pirate day. And I I was not going to let that go by. You know, another week, another uh, tropical storm. Aside all this craziness, it is talk like a pirate day. You usually have fun walking around talking like a pirate, what the storm and all and everybody preparing. We really haven't had the opportunity, but luckily we do have Pirate Dave here with us. Arrest me, proud beauty. What's the update on this Rita? Smartly, me lass, or you'll be hanging from the yard arm. (laughs) We, you and I, were always on the air at the critical time. These storms always liked, I, I should be knocking on wood all, when I say all this stuff, always seemed to happen like on a weekend and an overnight. And we were doing 10 to 2 in the morning and they tend to hit when it's dark out. Power goes out in the day. That sucks. But you can see everything. It, it always happened in the middle of the night. Even though we went in for Rita, that one didn't get us. When we finally got nailed was Wilma. Right. And that came from the West. Yeah, Wilma, you know, we thought we 
had dodged that one too because it did that kind of under and then it it made a hard right and just right. right across i was driving down copen's road to get eventually onto the turnpike and shingles from ruse were already flying in front mm-hmm. of me and it wasn't close. So we can vote with Ed Edwards, who, surprise, Ed. Surprise. Is uh, now my common-law husband. Mm-hmm. Seven years or seven hurricanes, whichever comes first. <laughs> Hi, honey. Hi, how are you? <laughs> you, you? You packed enough to stay for a week. I moved in. Yes, she did. Mm-hmm. My shoulder's hurting. Isn't she, though? Oh, she certainly is. <laughs> more oh, more than a woman, indeed. Kimba with Ed Edwards and this this storm, the first W storm in history, Wilma. Strongest on record, it was at the time last week, Wednesday, had the lowest barometric pressure ever recorded, 882 millibars. And also last week, I believe it was Tuesday night, right before it had the record barometric pressure, it went from, oh. when I left here Tuesday night, it mm-hmm. was a Category 2, 110 mile per hour, not unlike what it was just minutes ago, and then just within hours became a Category 5, 175 mile per hour storm, which the National Hurricane Center calls it a, a classic late season storm because of all the warm water in the Caribbean. That's what helps it to get its strength and its energy. All that has changed now, but it shows how quickly it can do so, for instance, with the new advisory, we now have a three. category three. Yes, and and actually, it's strengthened. It's <laughs> right there in front of me. Well, you know, I just finished going through the information here, highlighting everything. Wilma now a major category three hurricane, tropical storm force winds, and Wilma likely to make landfall as a category well, three. That's what they Irma. We were out of power for ten days. We got Irma up here in Ocala, and we didn't have power for. I don't know, three or four days. It wasn't anything big. That was really what sealed it. I said, I'm getting a generator. <laughs> I don't care. We had the team assembled when we realized that it had made that jog and we weren't going to get the direct hit. Rob, the program director, sent everyone home except for Rob and me. Yeah, I know he'll remember. Six and six, six on, six off. Yeah. I, it was I, hardcore. Just the two of us for a good 24 to 48 hours. Well, you know, when Andrew hit back in 92... Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Rob and I. Rob did the first shift and then he called me because originally, if I remember correctly, Andrew was supposed to hit County Line Road. And we, the radio station, three lights south. Rather, oh, of yeah, County south line. of County Line Road. Yeah. So yep. he, he, he was getting nervous. And then I came in. It was mostly a Miami thing. I think it was still just him and I doing it. Mm-hmm. As you mentioned, it is very exhausting mentally because you're constantly culling information. You're going to the county websites. Well, with Andrew, you had to go in the AP wire because we didn't have Internet. Even now with all that, you're constantly looking at other sites and you're uh, also constantly getting information calls businesses will call and tell you are they, if they're open, if they're closed, and you right, try to right. jot all your scribbling stuff down, and then you've got to give it to the next shift. And then you also usually go to or your TV partner at the top, initially at the top and the bottom of the hour to get updates from them. And then they drive you crazy because they do everything visually. Right. Yeah. You could see that, you know, you could, if you look at this and, you know, yeah. you tell them can, when you're doing the updates for us, can you kind of ixnay on the booklay? We, we can't see anything. Uh, so that that was also, I think, why it mattered so much that we had a hurricane team and you did as much as you could until you could not anymore. And you turned it over and let the TV partner take over because they are a visual medium and they did everything in that way. Eventually, when we got the computers 
we were able to type everything up. So we kind of had a, uh, a running list of things of that things. were open, yeah. closed, and so on. And then we could pass, just leave that in the studio, obviously, and then pass it along to the next group. When we had the uh, overhang, the promotions department had parked the vans underneath the overhang. And I remember you and I looked outside. We saw the wind move the van. Yeah, I remember seeing that, but I also remember at one point somebody opened that west western door and it blew every picture off the wall oh, down that entire hallway. And that was a long hallway. Oh, that was a good job for Rob afterwards, you know, keep him busy reframing things because, you know, <laughs> he was a little anal retentive. He always called me OCD, but he was right up there with him. You might tie on that one. The, the hurricane team lockdown to me is a little akin to what's going on with COVID. No masks, but I mean, we were not, we, we couldn't leave. No. Once, it, once no. it was in warning, we had to get to the station as soon as we possibly could. And then we could not leave until given the all clear. And sometimes yeah. that was a day after the storm had hit. Right, right. And I think it was uh, with Wilma. Well, first of all, everyone at the station took care of us. I mean, they made sure we had food. The shower was clean. When we finally left after Wilma, I had to help you clean off your car. It had so many leaves on it mm -hmm. that were blowing around. We had to hose it off just so you yeah. could see out the window. Yeah. So it's probably going to be very different this time around should the storm get any closer to us. And I'm sure it will, even if it makes that turn to the north, please, is that no one's there. No one's at the stations. Everyone's working remotely. They're already not live. Oh, they're not going straight live on the air. So I figure they're just going to flip it over to the TV, TV. guy. Yeah. What else can they do? Well, you'll let me know. No. Is it retirement you know, wonderful? I'll, I'll, I'll end with this, right? When I was looking at the name for this storm, my immediate reaction was, I got to figure out how to say that. And then I thought, no, I don't. <laughs> it doesn't really matter whether I butcher the name or not. One, Rob's not going to call me. Two, <laughs> I'm retired. It doesn't he might. matter. <laughs> That's very funny because I did the same thing. Right? Once it was it, named, it, I'm like, how are they pronouncing that? You can yeah. take the people out of radio, but you could not take the yeah, radio out, out of the people. people. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Ed Edwards. Hurricane husband. And by the way, I don't snore. I just purr very loudly. <laughs> I was on the hurricane team for eight storms over the course of 25 years. I worked with Ed for five of those storms. There ended up being only three storms that directly impacted South Florida, and those were Andrew, Wilma, and Irma. And one of the rewarding things about being on the hurricane team is you get calls like this. I'm hunkering down here. Uh, I'm glad you're safe. I'm glad to hear it. Just thought I'd check in because I listen to it every day to the music and the DJs are fantastic. Well, um, I'm sitting down in my car. Okay, thank you for taking my call. Uh, thank you for calling and best of luck with everything. It's great hearing your voice. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. How'd you fare other than your cable being out? Well, I'm going to um, look at my car. That's what I'm worried about. I have a new car, so I'm going to take a flashlight but the sun's not, I have shutters. I'm in total darkness in my house. 
Is the sun up yet? It's up, yeah. Be careful because, you know, you never know if there's a down power line or anything. So be aware and be careful. All right. Thanks a lot. I'm listening to you on my radio, and I really, really appreciate all that you guys are doing for everyone here in South Florida. You guys are absolutely wonderful. You're very welcome, and I'm glad you're okay. Everything good? We don't have any electric, but other than that, we're okay. They're working on it, so hopefully it won't be too much longer. It's a great thing to hear from people that you're helping them, because that's what you want to be able to do, and you're hoping you're doing. So when they actually call and thank you, and you know that hearing that familiar voice made them feel better, it's a good thing. Stay away, Isaisis. There is a video version or vodcast of this and all of my podcasts that can be found at youtube.com slash herkimba. If you do go that route, I'd really appreciate it if you would subscribe as well. Thanks for being one of Kimba's Herd, and thank you for listening to me, Kimba, radio broadcast episode 16. Rock you like a hurricane. This Kimba's on the